0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Welcome to the Repack. I'm joined after a 30-28 to win topped off by a 51-yard field goal by Evan Tex Western. Say what's up to people, Tex. Holy crap, man. That, that was a journey. That was a journey tonight. <laughs> how, how nervous were you for that field goal? Because I was, expectations wise, right? That the, field, the 51 yard field goal was going in. I had like a 30% chance of like confidence, basically. Now,
2: like if we're doing vibe check, I was at like an eight. Honestly, I, I, I Mason has been so money for the last like three, four years that I was, I was feeling real good with him lining up, especially when they called the timeout before letting him like attempt a first, a first attempt at the field goal. Um, and, and not really icing him before he got a chance to get that first kickoff once, once that was the case, like, yep, I I feel good. I think he's, I think he's got it. So dude, he's been so clutch the last couple of years. It's been fun to watch him, you know, really come into his prime in his late thirties.
1: Yeah. And he, he hit one earlier in the game, uh, Stopped a touchdown from happening well, on kickoff. Yeah. Talk about a, yeah, this is, this is a hell of a Mason Crosby game. This
2: is one that's going to go into the books for him because, yeah, he bails out the offense after just a disastrous sequence in, in that first drive. Um, they get down in the red zone. You get a face mask on, on Yash Nyman, your, your third string left tackle. And then you get some weird play calling that leads to a 54 yard field goal and bails you out with three points there to at least get some points on the board on that first series um, and yeah, three for three on field goals that touchdown saving tackle. And I mean, and ends up still being a touchdown anyway, but um, yeah, great, great Mason Crosby game. You can't ask
1: for more from a 37 year old kicker. This was a weird game or a weird week for kickers in general in the NFL. <laughs> we got the record breaker, oh, um, Baltimore, Detroit uh, Tucker, but by, by no surprise to anyone was the guy to finally break it. And then, yep. We got a kick six in uh, Jacksonville Cardinals, <laughs> which like that hardly ever happens. I can't I can't remember. I mean, I'm thinking a kick six is off the top of my head. Alabama Auburn happened. That's, and then that's, that's the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are the only two that I can remember like mm. happening. God. And it was like a 60 yard field goal or something that they were trying. Just absurd. Just yeah. absurd. Crazy. But back to the Packers. All right. uh, We got some news that happened, you know, early on in the day that Kevin King is out for an illness. Um, He didn't play in the game, which meant that Eric Stokes started and he did a pretty good job.
2: Yeah, I think uh, King King being out was a little bit of an addition by subtraction. And I think most Packers fans would have expected that being the case going into the game. But uh, I think you mentioned it earlier that with with Stokes on the left side or on the right side that meant that they actually had to target Jair Alexander a little bit on the other side of the field because you didn't just have freebies um, up the up the left sideline
1: on basically every play. Yeah, no, I really do like what I saw to Stokes. And yeah. the fact that, I mean, hey, man, it's been a couple years since you could go into a Packers game and not have to worry about a cornerback. Um, <laughs> J- Jair gave up a couple, but I mean, they were kind of like contested balls uh, to Ayuk and to Debo yep. and like Debo's going to out wrestle a lot of corners for those type of balls anyway. Yep. That so, third down play, the 3rd and 10 on that last drive on the the one that gave the Niners the
2: touchdown. I mean, Jair was all over him. He had he had his hand in in the play, in with the ball and Debo still made managed to to come down with that catch. You can't ask any more from your corner than that. So, um but yeah, having having a guy who actually sticks with receivers on the other side is going to be huge for this defense.
1: Yeah. And I didn't pay super close attention to kind of how the secondary um, responded to Stokes starting in terms of like what type of personnel packages and stuff that they were using. Um, I was kind of more watching this game than like analyzing the structure because I felt like I'd been doing three weeks of that already plus the preseason. Um, But it, so Chan Chandon was out there for sure. Mm -hmm. And then it seem I mean they must have dabbled in the three safety looks yep. because I know at the end of the game, you know, Henry Black was on the field. So
2: Yeah, and they were sprinkling him in a little bit early in the game too. I noticed I noticed 41 out there a little bit even in the first half um playing a, a couple of snaps here and there. Um and yeah, I I I mean, again, he was sticky. He was actually sticking with his guys. The 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 Jair pick was a, I mean, first of all, an amazing play by Jair to, to close on that ball, track it and, and bring it in. But Stokes was right in the hip pocket for, for George Kittle there. And if that's King, I mean, that's, that's three, four yards of separation probably that that Kittle has. Oh, on he, he
1: would have misjudged the ball. He would have been yeah. on the ground by the time Kittle got the ball in his hand. Yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't have been good. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, we saw it last week. It seems like they're using Stokes more and more and you know, if, not being on the field just gives the coaching staff another excuse to kind of phase you out, you know. So, yep. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, you know, this being a Sunday night game, I don't know if that even plays. You know, they talked about in the press conference. You know, they're not going to get back until like five in the morning. But I don't know how much that plays into like, do we count this as like a short week or is it like a normal week? I don't know how that impacts with. Um, you know, Kevin King obviously has an illness. We don't know when he's going to come back all sorts of stuff in the air right now. Um, Defensively. I don't think that their defensive line necessarily played better. The Packers defensive line played better than we expected, but Dean Lowry sure beat up on uh what's his name? Brunskill, the, the right yep. guard for the Niners. That's probably the worst offensive lineman that the Packers have seen this season. And, they let the Niners know it. I mean, all the blitzes, yep. everything, it was all sent to him. As soon as the Packers were up when they needed plays, everything was going across Brunskill's faces, and they tried to make him uh, keep the pocket alive, basically.
2: Yeah, definitely found the matchup that they liked. Um, Lowry finally flashed a little bit in this game after basically being a no-show for, for two whole games. Um, but can we talk about Kenny Clark a little bit? Um, we sure can. Let's let's just send Alex Mack back into retirement because that that very first play, I think, um, he threw Alex Mack, the the Niners' center, back about three or four yards, basically right into to Jimmy G's lap, um, and ended up you know forcing a, a Preston Smith tackle for loss in the run game. Uh, Kenny was Kenny was a beast, and and they initially gave him credit for a sack on the uh, the Jimmy G fumble fumble backwards pass thing. Um, I think it ended up. I was joking with with Paul and Noonan that it ended up uh, being a team sack, kind of like the the one last week with the uh, the unforced fumble. But yeah, Kenny Kenny had a big day, and that's. I, I feel like that's going to be the way this defensive line goes. As as Kenny goes, the
1: rest of this group is going to go. Um, at inside linebacker, Barnes went down, and Summers came on. And you could feel Summers on the field Mm, Uh, and and not in a good way. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, he could just like look (laughs) in the flat and Summers would just be like frozen. And then it's just like the slot, the slant is going right across your face. bud. yep. Uh, Yeah,
2: not 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 good getting him out in coverage. I did notice when they were in obvious passing situations, they pulled him off for uh, Oren Burks instead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably a good call. With uh, with his background and, and general athleticism, no more forty four if we can avoid it. I agree. There,
1: there was a play on special teams where the the return man cuts across his face, and then Summers like throws his hands out, <laughs> like he's on the cross. But he's like looking back, like, "How did that just happen?" And I'm like, "Hey, there! You have to make an open field tackle right now. Don't look to the sideline. Don't throw your hands up. What are you What are you doing?" You're an NFL linebacker. I don't. I, don't I know get he's got T Rex
2: arms, but but come on. At some point, yeah, you got to recognize that that there's not much
1: contribution coming there. Um, just a couple other thoughts on the defensive side. You know, they came out of the half, and this is one thing that really frustrated me, and kind of frustrates me uh, as we watch these games is how much the backup off, uh, outside linebackers mm-hmm. are getting in the rotation, especially early on. The Packers came out of the half and they used those guys before the Niners hit the fifty yard line. That's entirely too early. Because you're not getting anything out of was it forty seven and fifty two? Um, fifty
2: three, Garvin, yeah.
1: Fifty three is Garvin, yeah. Yep. Um no. but you're not you're not getting anything out of those guys, mm-hmm. frankly. Like you should be using them to to give your starters breathers, you know? And coming out of the half first drive before they even cross the fifty yard line, that's yep that's entirely too conservative for me.
2: I don't know. Maybe they, they got all excited about Garvin forcing that, that interception last week against Jared Goff or something and, and wanted to reward him with a little bit of playing time or something, but no. Um, And and honestly, I I thought that, I mean, to your point, the, the Niners offensive line, especially on the right side, not, not super good, but I I think we actually finally saw a little bit of pass rush and Joe Mm -hmm. Barry got a little, a little aggressive at times, um, you finally saw Warren Burks get on the field and blitz a little bit from the in- inside, so that was nice.
1: I think he got called for a uh, roughing the passer, right?
2: Um, I think Jair got the roughing so the passer. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was Jair. I, think, I think I think Burks actually drew a hold at one point, um, or if he didn't, he should have. But um, at least he, he should at least go down with with a hurry in this game for for one or two uh, two blitzes he had. But so that was nice to see him on the field, and and yeah, it seemed like the you know just in general the four man rushes were working better than they had in the first two games, and it it did seem like Barry was dialing up the pressure a little more than he had, um, hopefully without Lafleur telling him that he needed to do it.
1: Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Just one last thing on the defense before we talk about the offense. I thought it was interesting that Collinsworth was bringing up that like. Uh... Kenny was playing more like three tech basically than like Mm -hmm. nose tackle early on in the game. And I know I know for a fact, like I know people who work at PFF and stuff like I know they're kind of like in his ear um, during the game. So I wonder if that's something that they kind of relayed to him that like, Mm -hmm. hey, this guy's moving around positions. It'll be interesting to watch on rewatch because like again, uh, like I said, again, I I wasn't paying close enough attention to be able to identify that. I was just kind of like watching the game tonight. Um, but on the offensive side, Nyman at left tackle uh, Runyon wow. again at left guard. I mean, what none of ha- had any of the you know left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, had any of them started an NFL game before this season? The only guy who would have had a chance was Runyon, right? Yeah, that, he played. Yeah. I mean, he
2: played significant snaps last year, but he never actually started right. a game. He just came in and, as an injury sub a couple of times. Um, I mean, I, I loved Nyman as a UDFI signing, as a, a projection guy. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. I mean, his testing was off the charts coming out of Virginia Tech, but um, he he surpassed after that first drive when again that face mask and, and a a couple of blown blocks early on after that first drive, he, he was, he surpassed my expectations by, by far, especially going up against a guy like Bosa Um, the fact that sure you're going to chip him. You're going to send some extra blockers to, to give your, uh, your young, young left tackle a little bit of help, but he held up really well and you really didn't hear his name very much after, you know, the first series or two on offense.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things with Nyman too is, they talked about it in the press conference where, um, you know, they talk about his feet a lot and how good his feet are, but for as long as he is, he plays uh pretty light in that like you can kinda like run through his face a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like Rodgers knew how to adapt to that a little bit in that like there were a couple times where like Bosa for sure beat Nyman. Like whatever Nyman yeah. was asked to do in the playbook, he was not able to do. But You know, if he gets beat inside by Bosa, then he just drives him inside and then Rodgers just bails out. And he knew that like that was kind of the game plan. Like Bosa is going to try to cross your face. If he crosses your face, I just got to flee to the left. And a lot of quarterbacks can't do that. But, you know, Rodgers can. So,
2: yeah, there's got to be some sort of interplay there between quarterback and tackle, right, that that. You know, if you're going to be get beat a certain way, that you need to respond a certain way, and to your point, drive him inside or you know drive him really deep and and let your quarterback step up in the pocket. And um, it it definitely seemed like they were able to to do that uh, with Bosa. And can, can we point out to the 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 block that Tunyon had on Bosa in the second quarter? Just clocked him.
1: Just oh, clocked my God. him.
2: Oh oh, that was that was beautiful. Just gorgeous to watch. Uh just, just a, a, a complete leveling. So that was fun. And and it really didn't seem like Bosa did anything after that point uh in that
1: game. So that was that was fun. That was a good one. Yeah, and I think you pointed it out like maybe maybe Bosa was a little different after mm-hmm. that. And I know Green Bay was using, you know, Tanya and, and the I mean really all the tight ends. Um yeah. in that kind of like you're not in line, but like you're just outside of the defensive end basically alignment right which is how they they cracked bosa that first time i know uh lewis and bosa there's some good reps out there i know i caught a couple of them just watching tv just casually watching the game but lewis and bosa were going at it i mean they they knew that they had to go at bosa every single play you had to bring your a game it seemed like um offensively what else is there to talk about someone talked someone sent me a tweet and said talk about like their goal line passing game because they had that like weird little dump off pass off a of motion that like they had it was similar to the one that they scored on the rams when, yep. like Jalen ramsey threw his hands up and was freaking out that was exactly what i thought of when uh, on that adams touchdown too same
2: same sort of thing kind of that that fake that motion back to the inside and then and then push adams back to the
1: towards the sideline right at the snap and and get it to him out quick right the goal line stuff is Goal line passing is a little different than like even red zone passing because the problem with red yeah. zone, right? Once you get into the red zone, the the back line of the end zone becomes an extra defender, right? So they don't need to, for example, like uh, like deep passing games, like posts, right? Posts, corners, those things become much harder to throw when there's a, a cap on depth. Basically, the closer you inch to it and you get closer to the goal line the less it becomes effective to even use safeties, especially in the middle of the field. So a lot of teams play like weird combo coverages, and I'm sure to a certain extent. And I actually kind of wonder how much of this comes down to like Lafleur knowing what McVay and Shanahan kind of want to run into that area because I don't Mm -hmm. think it's surprising that it's coming against those teams where you see those like walk-in touchdowns but if if they're running like specific types of like combo coverages that they know that they can beat with like a weird funky motion um i think that might be a little bit what's in play there like there's if you if you google like uh what do they call it like red 2 it's like uh red for like red zone um red 2 coverage it's like it takes you like four years to understand how like NFL <laughs> teams play play at that play at the goal line, basically in the passing game. It's it's really difficult stuff. I mean, you you can't even really play man down there because then you get pick plays and then it's a wide open touchdown. Yep. You know, so yeah, it, it's a it's a headache for everyone. You know, defensively, offensively, it just seems like whenever Lafleur goes against someone that he knows, he somehow knows how to throw these uh, wide open touchdown passes, and they do feel very cheap. I like that they still count as touchdown passes. I don't yep. care. My, touch- my quarterback threw him. My team scored him. I don't care. Oh, yeah. The the the
2: Aaron Jones little pop pass last week on Monday night, you know, still goes down as a touchdown pass
1: in the box score. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, speaking of stuff at the goal line, <laughs> Rodgers, he threw a covered <laughs> corner route and, and oh. made it, and I don't know why he threw it. I don't know if he thought he could complete that one or if he just, like, had a shot at it, but... That's from my vantage point. That seemed like a bad decision that went very good. Uh, yep. Yeah
2: that that was that was a hell of a throw and a hell of a catch by MVS. But um, I I can't help thinking they'll look at that one in the film room and think, okay, what what were you doing here? What were you thinking that this was the right throw on this play? I, I'd love to see the all twenty two and see if anybody else is open on that play. Um, but it it sure looked like uh Rodgers was dialed in on MVS uh running that corner out.
1: Just that that might be one of the most insane Rodgers throws. Oh. And there's a lot of them. But in terms of like throwing someone open when yep. when they weren't open, I mean that's real high and, up there. And and I think that's one
2: of that's another one of those plays that shows MVS's growth as a receiver, right? Um to to make that that tough catch, you know, in the corner of the end zone, um that, that, that's a great play by him to, to be able to haul that in.
1: Yeah. It seems, it really does seem like Rogers him more, right? Like even when things aren't necessarily going right, he's still going at him. Like last week, you know, he had the four targets. Um, None of them were really great, but none of them were his fault either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and, and he hit
2: him on the big, the big play, I think on the second drive after hitting Lazard on, the, the deep shot on the first drive, um, finally, actually clicking with, with those guys a little bit on some big plays was nice to see early in the game, uh, with the offense starting to, to get into a rhythm. I think you mentioned that, um, the, the 49ers were what lining up in cover one and just stuck in that coverage. And Rogers is, is going to eat if you,
1: you know, if you don't try to, to mix up coverages on him, right? Yeah. A hundred percent or they started the game kind of in like the too high structure stuff, which is why you saw them uh, running the ball and, and checking it down a lot early on. But by the end, I mean, the reason why they were throwing Devontae up the sideline and stuff so often was because he he was one-on-one. And the whole yeah. the, their whole approach is like, <laughs> Rodgers can throw a ball so accurately to a spot on the field that the wide receiver can make an adjustment to it better than the defensive player can make a play on the ball without getting DPI. Right? I mean, that yep. that's kind of the math that they're doing um, in terms of those shot plays up the sideline.
2: Yep. Well, yeah, we had three DPI calls on San Francisco in this game. Um, and then the the one in that last drive, the 25-yarder, the first big play to get to midfield, um, Rodgers just putting it in the bucket over Fred Warner's fingertips to, Amazing. to Adams. Oh, Amazing. Oh, man. That's, I mean, it's, it's not the uh the, the ear hole shot in the Super Bowl, but it's not that far off, right? Like that's that's a tight ass window to, to fit that ball into. That one, the Tanyan play last week, like it's his 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 accuracy has not lost a beat uh when he's in rhythm and and his mechanics are good and, and he's locked in, man. It's it's still
1: just as fun to watch as it ever has been. People thought he was throwing games like 14 days ago. <laughs> That's insane to think about. People legitimately believe that. They're like, yeah, he's losing games so he can get out of there. It was a funky Uh game plan, guys. Week one, just throw it out. Throw it out the books. (sighs) All right. uh, Let's take a break, and then uh, we'll go into the vibe scores. Tex, let's start it out with the offense, rank the score, the vibe out of 10. How how are you feeling about the offense at this point?
2: Uh, So uh, after this game, the way that that things finished up, Rogers clicking at the end, I'm going to be like an eight, like a solid eight. Um, I know they kind of had a little bit of of iffiness in the the second half. Lafleur kind of said something about like getting out of his play calling on that, that three and out in the fourth quarter. Uh, that led to the, the 49ers getting the ball back and taking the taking the lead late in the game. But, you know, Rodgers playing the way he did. Um, the offensive line without Jenkins, without Bakhtiari, actually moving a good defensive line. I feel good. I feel good after this.
1: Yeah, I think the offense shot themselves in the foot a couple times. And if you were able to move the ball like this against a great defensive line with Basically, four rookie offensive linemen in terms of like mm-hmm. on-field experience in, at the NFL level. I, I'm giving it a nine, and it's just off of the health of the wide receivers because I know Devontae took a shot. He said, you know, he's going to be fine. He's going to play next week. And then MVS, I know, was limping off the field. I don't know if we ever heard an update on that. I
2: think one. he came back on on the field for the very last uh, throw that set up the field really? goal. I think he was I know out he, there.
1: He was trying to fight to get yep. off the sideline. On that I, I think I Rogers
2: said in his post gamer that that he that they actually had him on the field and they were trying to set up a, a possible deep shot if the underneath wasn't there to Adams um, to to get MVS deep. So I think he actually made it back on for for one okay. last play. That's but, good. Then. Yeah, nine, well,
1: nine and a half. Then nine and a nice, half. <laughs>
2: nice. Well, and and I mean the offensive line. You didn't hear Billy Turner's name once. Billy no. Turner was. You didn't hear Billy Turner's name. You didn't hear D Ford's name. You you barely heard Eric Armstead's name, uh. So, yeah, center to the right side of the offensive line had a hell of a night tonight.
1: Yeah, they 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 needed this game for Green yeah. Bay to come out with that win, and they did it in the run game too. I mean, when they had the AJ Dillon in there, and they were like, "We need to pound the rock right now, so we can get San Francisco out of too high." I mean, they were teeing off. Um, yep. So. Ton, tons of credit to the offensive line. I think it's only going to get better up front. I mean, it'd be hard to see how it would get worse unless you know Jenkins and Bach are out for a longer period of time than we even expect right now. Yeah. So I think and, the arrow's and, only going up.
2: And Adam Stenovich, man, the job he's done uh, coming in as the offensive line coach, amazing. Um, picking on Nyman to, to be the guy he wanted to start at left tackle, um, Rogers even kind of joked in his presser that that he was a little skeptical of uh of that being the pick, but ro- rolled with it. And yeah, man, he he stepped up and had a great game. And Steno is, uh, I I could see him being a future, you know, offensive coordinator,
1: maybe even a head coach down down the line, ten, fifteen years down from now. We'll see. The thing about offensive line coaches is, one, they get paid more than the other positional coaches for yeah. the most part outside of like quarterback and like maybe defensive back coaches. The other thing too, is everyone wants the flashy play callers, which isn't necessarily <laughs> what O-line coaches are. Plus like good O-line coaches, you're never out of work. Like you could just, yeah. some, someone will hire you. That's that's one of the good things about uh, being an O-line coach versus being like a QB guru, guru type of guy. Um I'm trying to think of offensively anything else that I wanted to touch. Uh the fact that they didn't they called it a fourth and one, but it was more like a fourth and two. It was a lot, it was longer yep. than than they were given credit for. But the fact that they didn't go for that one, you know, when they knew that they were in a game. Um, and at some point you're probably gonna need to steal possession. Mm-hmm. That probably wasn't great. That that's my my half point deduction from being ten out of ten was just that decision right there. Yeah. All right, let's go to – all right, defense, five score. What you got? Um,
2: I'm sitting at like a five. I, I'm pleased with the pass rush. They they actually started winning some some matchups up front, and that I think is going to go a huge way. You know what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm already talking myself up to like a six and a half. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> the fact that you got a pass rush, the fact that that Stokes was out there and, and actually playing well on on, on the outside um, – Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm already feeling better about this.
1: (laughs) I'm. I'm happy with the defense and how it's evolving. I know Lowry had a easier matchup than he usually has, um, but that was nice out of him today. Um, Sure appreciate it. Kenny Clark looks like he's having. He had a better game than he had the first two weeks of the season. Preston, especially as like an edge setter, I mean, he's just showing up every week, man. Yeah, he's he's having a good season. Um, Campbell is. I, I joked about it with Matub, but like, is he our best inside linebacker since Des Bishop? Like, oh my that gosh. might be an actual take that is yeah. actual.
2: Yeah, I mean, another double-digit tackle game. I mean, he was in on an, another turnover play. Um, he made a couple of great open field tackles in the flat. He can uh, play, was... like,
1: he. maybe it's not sideline to sideline, but he can play, like, numbers to numbers, you yep. know? And yep. the fact that you can get a linebacker to do that, I mean, just compare him to, like, what they got in summers, you know? Like, yeah. Campbell makes it a... a tremendous difference on that defense the fact that they can just kind of hang their hat on that guy and
2: the fact that they got him for two million dollars this year and they signed him in what may like the middle of may to to come in basically off the street and you know show up for for otas and and try to earn a job man that's that's a, a great move by goody and yeah he's he's looked really solid uh these last two games
1: i just need summers to not be there I, I can't do I can't do summers starting. That's not something I can sign up for. That's too much of a roller coaster for me. I can't do it. We we can't get rid of King and then add summers in. I Give me something else. <laughs> give me Burks. Give me Burks. Yeah. Do it. Give me yeah, Duffy you know. something. <laughs> well, you know, Burks
2: has the range. He's He's got the he's got the speed. Um, you can you can send him on the blitzes once in a
1: while. So I'm I'm with you. Gary just cannot play contain. Uh they got he, him again. They got yeah. him. Yeah,
2: the Trey Lance play, right? Yep
1: there yep. was a there was a penalty on it, so it didn't it up it didn't end up mattering. Uh, I think, but I mean, Gary <laughs> Trey Lance could have walked in for a touchdown because Gary just didn't play contain at all.
2: Mm-hmm. And and Gary with the guy who who tested as well as he did, I mean that's. Lance is a ridiculous athlete too. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Lance beat him to the edge um, when when he didn't have contain, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a little frustrating um, to to see a guy with, with his athletic pedigree, not be able to, uh, to maintain that edge there.
1: Well, he's kind of like stiff, right? In that he's like linear explosive, but not like, well, his bull
2: rush is his best move, right? Right, like exactly. Like he's yep.
1: going through your face. His job isn't to turn. Yep. You know, once you get him turning, you can start to beat Rashawn Gary a little bit. And that's
2: you know? why he. Always, I mean, he always he always gets deep in the pocket and trying to trying to come back to the quarterback. If if you don't have the interior pressure, he's not going to be a terribly effective pass rusher because you're the quarterback can just step up in the pocket and and deliver a football. So, right.
1: If, Last thing about the defense. Uh, now that we're talking it out, I think <laughs> I'm going to give it a score. Let's give it give it six out of ten. And if Summers isn't playing next, starting next week, it's seven out of ten. Uh, I'm content with that uh, being my range. The fact that they couldn't get Kittle or check on the ground that last drive was very frustrating because that could have cost them the game. I mean, the fact that they can get those two guys on the ground could have cost them the game.
2: Yeah. The, the The irony though is the fact that used to scored when he did, if they, if they stop him at the goal line, um, I, I have no faith in, in the run defense to stop, you know, a half yard, especially the Shanahan run offense from, you know, getting a half yard with 10 seconds left and they're running the clock down at that point. So the fact that he scored when he did and left 37 seconds on the clock for Rogers was probably a blessing in disguise.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I couldn't tell if LeFleur was joking or not, but they asked him, you know, in the presser, they said, how long did you need? And he was like 35 seconds yep. and you know, they got 37. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, maybe a couple seconds does change a couple things. You know, I mean, yeah. they didn't have, I mean, think about when that clock was winding down to spike it. It's not like they had a ton of seconds to to give and, there anyway. And they, and they
2: burned all their timeouts because of, uh you know, coming up to the, the the line of scrimmage with five seconds left on the play clock again. And, I think that was all three second half timeouts. They burned that way. So, um, yeah, having, having every second left. I mean, I think they snapped the, the field goal with three seconds left on the clock. Not a whole lot of
1: wiggle room there. No. Nope. Um, before we get into the special teams vibes, let's, no. do, let's do ref <laughs> vibes. Ref vibes. Minus <laughs> 20. What are you guys oh.
2: doing? Oh, Jerome Boger. Why, are you, why do you still have a job? How do you still have a
1: job? Matub posted in uh, the APC Slack that his son was actually cut by the Packers. So that's my favorite new conspiracy theory. But, like, Devontae, okay, one, this isn't even necessarily the refs because they talked about it after the game, and Devontae said, you know, it it was a chest uh, issue. So I guess there's some gray area into, like, if it was helmet or chest. NBC, what there was not gray area for was you zooming into – Devonte Adam, what looked to be Devontae Adams' lifeless face for uh, like twenty seconds. Gosh. I didn't. I didn't need that. no, nope. I didn't need that.
2: No, thank you. Yikes. Well, I mean, you you got that play. You've got the Mohamed Sanu. The ball is pretty clearly, as far as I was concerned, moving after it hit the ground. Play. Um, yeah, that was
1: weird. And then they had the rules analyst on, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't. I think that's going to stand." And I was like. <sighs> I don't get what we're doing here anymore then because yep. Yep. That, that, that to me, well, I mean, that, that ball hits the ground before it's caught. So yeah, you got that
2: one. You've got the, the Jair roughing the passer penalty where he kind of hits Jimmy in the shoulder pads. Um, doesn't take him to the ground. Doesn't hit him in the head. Doesn't like put his body weight into him, but somehow still gets called for roughing the passer. So that was
1: a fun one. Um, Man. They got yeah, to change that rule, right? The quarterback has to hit the ground if you're going to rough him. I would think so. Yeah. I that, feel like that's very that's, fair. Like if yep, if you yep. tap the guy and he doesn't hit the ground, like yep. if the quarterback wants to sell it, fine. I'm I'm okay with that. But you can't get roughing and not even knock the guy to the ground. Yeah, that doesn't make sense.
2: That's to me. that's two very bad roughing the passer penalties against the Packers in 3 weeks. So, good stuff there. Um yeah, there were some there were some interesting pass interference penalties that went both ways in that one. Um, there was I think there was one on Stokes that was maybe a little iffy. There was I mean again, the Packers got 3 of them, I think at least 2 of them on third downs that that definitely helped keep drives alive. So they were they were not dealing they were not going to put up with a whole lot of contact in the secondary in this game, but yeah, a couple of those the yeah, the it, it, hey, at least they got the Jimmy G fumble right, and they realized that that was a backwards pass. Thank God oh, for yeah.
1: that. Thank God for Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy was pointing to that ball mid-play, and then he was like, no, it was a pass. You liar. You
2: <laughs> well, freaking yeah. liar. But it, it lands at his back foot. So, no, there's there's no possible way physically that that can be a forwards pass if you drop it and it
1: lands at your back heel.
2: No. Not going to work.
1: There's no way. Uh, nope. Someone joked today with me that Aaron Rodgers plays like he's the only person who hates referees more than I do. <laughs> just the w- the way he's just like he's purposely trying to get DPIs. He's on your shit all the time about twelve yep. men on the field. He's doing hard counts, like all of it, all of it. And I love it. I love it. Yes. Take what you can get, man. Yeah, that's gamesmanship, baby. Play, play, play the game.
2: Just play the game.
1: If we're gonna have rules, we gotta enforce them. All right, exactly. Uh, special teams fives, you know. Mason obviously had a great game. The kick yep. return going long wasn't great. Mm. but still has boot, can still confirm, yep. it still has a boot. Um, yep. So I'm going to go with like a, let's go like eight, but it's a light eight because I'm yep. just still always return, worried about uh, coverage. On returns,
2: yep. I was I was gonna say hard seven, uh, for the same reason that you you know what you've got in Mason, you get a a steady guy who's gonna gonna convert in the clutch, um, loving Bohorquez that fifty yarder that he put out of bounds Uh like what the thirteen yard line or something, and he can like the pin him half. too. It's not yeah. just the boot; he can like There's... he's
1: angling him. It's fun, and, and,
2: and even the ones that did land in bounds were right up against the sideline. So I'm I'm. For just further confirming my uh my existing bias that this was the right move to 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 pull him out out of LA in place of JK Scott there. But yeah, it's it's nothing is more Packers special teams than giving a a big return right after a huge score in a critical part of the game and you know, that leading to basically the score that gets the 49ers back in the game, right? At the end of the first half. Yeah. I, I mean Trenton Cannon's got some wheels. I'll give him that, and thank he could, God for, he, couldn't I,
1: Duke Mason, nope, he couldn't out Mason no. though. He couldn't out Mason.
2: Yeah, I, I dude, Mason's made a few of those tackles in his career though. Um, he is, I, I, I don't know that there are a whole lot of good tackling kickers, but he's he's got a good feel for using the sideline as as his extra defender.
1: So I'll give him credit for that one. Savvy vet, savvy yep. vet, uh, Silver team- Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Team vibes out of ten. Let's go. I, I I thought about uh tweeting one seed question mark at the end of the game. So I'm like full blown at least eight out of ten at this point. We're only gonna get healthier. Tedarius yep. is out, Elton Jenkins is out, uh Bach was out. We'll we'll see with King. We'll see if hard, uh he's gonna Hard there, eight. Hard eight. There we yep. go. Absolutely. Let's, let's go. This, one seed. This,
2: yeah, this this game. On the road in, in a place that has been a house of horrors for this team, for Matt LaFleur, um, to come out with, to, to gut out a win like this is, is huge. And yeah, to see Rogers' face in the post game presser talking about how much fun the flight home is going to be tonight, that was, that was worth all of the, the heartache in the third and fourth quarters
1: tonight. Oh, and he called us all out too. Oh, yeah. He was he was like, Hey, I know some of you didn't pick us this week, but uh
2: I, I I'm raising my hand right now. I picked the Niners. I I I did too. I, I'm I sorry. picked it on
1: the Friday pod. I'm, I said I said one I, score of Niners, but I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> we were almost right. I mean it came down to a oh, fifty-one yeah. yard field goal. Aaron, please. Uh-huh. Please. <laughs> if you if Man. you want us to stop picking against you, you could just blow these teams out every once in a while.
2: Right. But... Well, and I mean we had that going for 29 minutes and then everything changed, and ah, pulled it, pull it out. I, I will take it. I'm, I'm enjoying a nice, smooth Scotch in Aaron Rodgers' honor for uh, his, his performance in those last thirty seconds, thirty-seven seconds tonight.
1: I know Matub is knee-deep in bourbon right now too.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna have to get some uh,
1: hashtag whiskey content going soon between him and me, so. Let's get it done. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, we can. We can find a sponsor. We can find oh, people to yeah. give us free stuff to say nice things about them. Hell in yeah! Audio format. Let's uh, call Chuck. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> Chuck's got it. the bourbon out there. Let's
1: see what Let's he can get do. It done. Yeah. Um. Last thing going into the Steelers game. Vibes going into the Steelers game out of ten. I'm like ten. I saw Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. It was fourth and ten in the red zone, down two scores, and he immediately dumped it down to the running back on a swing route. So. <laughs> He he, for from my perspective, Ben Roethlisberger is already retired.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me a very hard nine coming back home, little home field advantage. Um coming off the emotional lift off of this win. Um, you know you've got a uh you know a a a solid AFC team coming in. I, I feel good. I like the I like
1: the Packers here in uh in week four. All right, guys. Um that's it for the week three repack um do you have anything to plug tex tell people where they can find you yeah get me at tex
2: western on instagram and twitter um the usual uh find us at acme all the uh all the good stuff i'll have snap counts up tomorrow so we'll see what uh what goes on there so I'm, i'll be curious to see how many snaps henry black played in those three safety packages
1: Oh, you you went Henry black I went Heflin immediately I was like hey was Heflin out there I, can't I can't don't even Heflin I, I don't there.
2: remember seeing him out there but I know I saw 41 so I'll be curious to see how many of those three safety snaps they played
1: yeah I might I might have to uh, dip the ink and do a three safety thing uh, there you if go. he was if he was playing a decent amount because I know they haven't tapped into that and Vernon Scott one of these days
2: there. Vernon Scott will be
1: active someday we'll one see. day I thought it was gonna <laughs> be this week but I guess not that hamstring man soft well. tissues. It's not great. All right. Take care, Tex. Take it easy.